In today's episode, we're talking about strategies for building your business and your brand for the long haul. So don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really happy to be here with you and excited for today's episode. Uh, before we dive into the interview with our guests, just want to give you a quick update. Uh, obviously, you know, as always, I like to let you know how the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read is doing. And uh, reviews keep coming in that are that are wonderful. I couldn't be happier. But also on top of that, the YouTube channel in support of that, uh, youtube.com slash Andrew Cap, Cap with a K, of course, uh, it is surpassed 575 subscribers and again you know in youtube land that's not a huge thing yet but i mean i think of that's like you know it's over 575 uh, unique people that are really digging the content and are really into it and really getting something out of it so i'm super excited for that for those that have not checked out the channel yet please do so if you haven't checked out the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read yet course, you could always go to Amazon or you can just go to lastlawofattractionbook.com. And uh, that's really all I got today in terms of uh, updates for the business. We're wasting no more time. We're going to dive straight in with our guests. So let me switch mics up and let's dive on in. Okay, so Jamie O'Connor is the founder of Inspired Focus Digital, an agency specializing in both branding and performance through Facebook advertising, Google ads, and overall strategy. For years throughout her own entrepreneurial journey, she never felt like she could find the right partner or vendor who really understood what it took to make her brand and revenue grow to the next level. So she just went and created her own agency to do that for her. And now she serves others from that very same perspective of knowing what it's like to need someone who really understands how to grow for the long haul with intelligence and integrity. I can't wait to dive into everything she has to say. So let's waste no more time here. And without further ado, Shatter the Mold warmly welcomes Jamie O'Connor. Jamie, thanks so much for being here and welcome to Shatter the Mold. I am so excited to be here with you today. Yeah, I, I'm super pumped also. And it's interesting. You know, I always, I love my, my full disclosure moments where I, I always like let the audience know what's going on behind the scenes. They get a backstage pass for whatever. So it probably doesn't surprise them that we don't just like hop on the call and dive in. We talk a little bit beforehand. And as I was like, you know, picking your brain and getting a feel for what you want to share today, I was impressed by, I mean, the, I'm always impressed by the quality of what people bring. Otherwise I don't have them on the show, but also the quantity. There seems so many good points that we want to try to squeeze into the time we have here. And it's always really exciting to me because one, I know the audience is really going to get a win out of that, but two, it just like it pumps me up and gets me like, hey, all right, let's hit all these points and let's, let's go through it because that usually results in a really high impact, high value episode, which selfishly I love because that's what Shattered the Mold is going to be known for. So with that in mind, even though we got a lot of stuff to cover, I figured just to give um, listeners a little bit of context, let them know like where you're coming from, what inspired you to start the business that you're running right now? Like what took you there? What experiences kind of like shook you a little bit where you're saying, I don't want other people to go through that, or at least I know what it feels like to go through that. Let me create a business around that that's going to fix that for people. Yeah, absolutely. I love that question, Andrew, because I feel like I've had a lot of 
different experiences leading me to where I am today. And I love helping people so much kind of break through to the next level. So I started Inspired Focus Digital after I decided I was going to leave the company I was at, which has now not only surpassed eight figures, but sold to an equity company. So it was a product company that had a utility patent on a certain kind of drinkware, which was an amazing experience to be at. But I got there after I had started my own e-commerce store and not, and found a little bit of success, but in the long run, truly failed. I basically lost all of my life savings and decided to shut it down probably just before I was on the verge of that like tipping point success that you hear so much about, but amazing learning lesson. And I was able to take those experiences and go into this product company. Um, And that e-commerce business was actually my fourth my third business. This agency is my fourth business. And the previous two I'd been really successful at. So I was a little big for my britches when I started that e-com company. (laughs) I really believed I was going to be wildly successful, but I really needed help. I needed to have partners in the business, like agency partners or partners that were, that I was paying as consultants that really could help me level up and get to where I needed to go. At that time and that place I was at with my own e-commerce business, I needed more consultants that could guide me. And I got taken for a ride a couple of times and really didn't learn. And I started to learn myself in a lot of ways, which was what allowed me to set up a foundation at this other company. And again, I ran into this issue where I just couldn't find an agency partner that really fit for what I needed, that understood the operations of the business and the constraints that 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 brought, that understood the strategy level that I needed and looked at us as a partner and not just a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating. It was so frustrating to not to be a sole marketing director for a really quickly growing company that had a lot of responsibilities. And one of the main one was growing the e-commerce side of the business and not having someone I could turn to as a strategic partner that I also trusted to execute. Mm -hmm. So that brought me to starting the agency. It really came out of wanting to find the companies that were in, that are in the place that I was and being able to help them get to that next level, get to that eight figure level where they probably are going to move on to a different agency, but I've got help them get to that place that truly sets them up for an unlimited future. Right. So I'm going to give you like, you know, my takeaway from what you just said there, please let me know if I'm putting words in your mouth or misrepresenting here. But what I'm hearing is basically your, this specific endeavor is an answer to the fact that a lot of people really misunderstand the true purpose or the true leverage that you gain from the right kind of digital agency in the sense that there's a synergy. There's a, there's the human psychology aspect that's married with the marketing strategy, that's married with the branding, that's married with all the pieces and all the moving parts so that when you are spending your money, you're doing it intelligently, but you're also doing it in a way where there's a cohesion of everything else. In other words, when you're talking about being a partner, you're talking about understanding that there really is a huge operational, you know, weight to helping a business run 
And if you look at it very narrow-mindedly, you're going to be missing a lot of stuff. And again, let me know if I'm misrepresenting. It sounds to me like what you're designed is through your business is to try to address more things so that you know, not only is our missed opportunities no longer missed, but money isn't wasted the way it normally would be if someone's just throwing money at a problem just because the platform is big or just because they know they're in the target market or something like that. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I would take it even just slightly a step further because we really concentrate on product brands for the most part. That could be digital products, but largely it's physical products. And what I experience and what I've seen a lot and what I hear from my clients is that so many of their marketing partners don't recognize the pieces of the business that have nothing to do with marketing, with the cost of goods sold and the operational constraints that exist around that, the operational constraints of scaling and producing more product and the inventory it takes and those pieces of it. And they're looking at it from the perspective of just growing their store Mm-hmm. And not what that entails and what that involves. And so coming in, having an understanding of those pieces and having a respect for what that takes and working together with them to make that work across the board is so important. So it takes all of those marketing pieces holistically that you talked about. And then it also takes this next level deeper of understanding the business as a whole and what it takes to run the business. Even though I'm only responsible for this part, I have conversations on every single call with my clients about what are their inventory levels? What are the products that they're ordering now? What, when are those coming? How can we pre-launch them? How do we put an order in for your PO that you already have sales on ahead of time? And a lot of times growing brands are so busy figuring all those things out that they don't have the time to actually bring that back to us unless we're bringing it up and being the proactive member in that relationship. Right. And I mean, in a sense, you're over-delivering, but in another sense, it's almost like if you're really thinking about it and using common sense, it's a required part of it because even scaling, if people are not scaling properly, then they don't even have the, the resources to devote to the part that you're supposed to, quote unquote, be focusing on to begin with. So it almost becomes a requirement of having a little bit more of a holistic view, 30,000 foot view. And even you mentioned scaling like me, I'll, I'll tell you, when I've worked with vendors as an entrepreneur myself, the biggest frustration that I've experienced is when they were growing super fast. And it was clear to me that they grow so, they grew so fast because they were awesome that they're no longer awesome, that they actually suck because they no longer have um, the customer service that can maintain all the customers. Their site is breaking. The code is like all these things that wouldn't happen when they were at a lower level. They never really figured out how to scale properly. Like you said, they were just interested in growing, growing, growing without understanding the real implications. So I want to thank you for kind of bringing that out there because I know there's a lot of people listening that they're only interested in scaling, but they got to understand that, you know, you, it takes you years to build a relationship and about a second to ruin it. And mm-hmm. you always want to think about, you know, it isn't just about scaling. It's about scaling intelligently and strategically so that when you scale, you maintain or even enhance upon the image and the reputation that you had that got you there to begin with. Absolutely. And so for the first thing you said, I think that anybody with uh, any kind of company that's looking to partner with somebody should should be looking for a partner who's looking at the 30,000 foot view with them. They should be that they should expect that level of service. I believe mm. I guess 
I started it the way I did. But that I think that that's a that's a huge key piece to it. And then to what you're you're saying at the end there in in being able to support that kind of scale and do it intelligently, it really to me comes down to another conversation we always have with clients or potential clients, which is what is your end goal? Is your end goal to build a brand for the long term? Is your end goal to build a brand that you can sell and and turn into a legacy otherwise? What are those things? And if those things are a part of it, if you're not just trying to make as much money as quickly as possible and then move on to the next thing, um, which ends up costing more money a lot of times, then you need to be thinking about all of those pieces and do it in a really smart, intelligent way. And you can, you know, we can scale the, a, a company immediately if they have a good product and a, and a well-converting site, but if they can't handle it in the end, you're going to just scorch all of those relationships that you just created. Yes. Last thing you want to do is sell something that you can't really fulfill on in the right way. Yeah. And I love also that, you know, an aspect, cause you know, even we were talking before I kind of hinted at this, there's a certain level of thinking ahead on details that some, I think some people in this business appreciate, but some people don't even realize cause they haven't thought of, for example, I mean, I'm going to try to put this out um, early September, um, which I think is just the bare end of like, if someone wants to work with you to even get something ready for the holidays, this is the cutoff point for the holiday season, not October, certainly not November. It's about planning now near the end of the summer in order to execute properly on that strategy. And, you know, it's, it's that kind of level of forward thinking that people really need to have if they really want to excel and do well in their business. Totally. And it's really interesting because the clients that we have long-term, we're actually thinking about those things starting in April and earlier and making sure we're building the audiences. But we absolutely, September... And by far, October is where you're just kind of barely getting in there. You can be successful. You can set yourself up. But to really take advantage and be at that next level, September is about the latest time that mm. you really want to get started. Mm. Um, we actually have an example of a client that we just had our year review with them. They started with us at the end of August last year. And um, one of my now all time favorite people to work with, they are YouTube influencers that have killer content and created an e-commerce store out of that. And a previous agency they worked with had only focused, they drowned it with sales and discounts to get this, to get sales on the e-commerce store. And they never really took advantage of the amazing depth of content that these, that these guys have. And even though they were getting decent return on ad spend and were growing, the two issues that this client had with them was, one, they weren't respecting their operational constraints and it was causing a lot of tension. So that was a piece we just talked about. But then the other piece was that they felt like they were burning out their tribe, just constantly hitting them with sales and discounts and buy our stuff and buy you know, buy our shiny stuff. I would normally use another word, but I don't know everyone who. I mean, you, you can drop no, whatever language you want here. We're all good. <laughs> um, and and that they had worked so so hard to build a loyal tribe, and they were like felt like they were just destroying their relationships with these people. Yeah. And so we started with them. I was like, okay, if we want to do this and do it well for for 
Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all the way through the holidays, then we really need to get going at the latest by September 15th. And we can build really strong audiences, not even talking about buying your products that set you up for really strong success. And you're, you're getting this cross between brand and performance because we want to make tons of money, but we also want to nurture your, your people, your tribe, that, the people who believe in you. So we started September 15th and we use a ton of their content. We only did a little bit of sale purchase focus ads. And then we um, got there that we got huge audiences built by the time that Black Friday came around. And then by the time Black Friday came around, we ended up having an 80% increase in return on ad spend from the year before and spending 45% of the amount of spend that they spent the year before. Wow. And it was all because one, they started early, but they also did it in a way where they weren't just totally taking advantage of the people, their loyalists and the people that love them by saying, buy your stuff and here's a sale and here's a discount and all of those things. They really nurtured exactly what the audience wanted to see before saying, buy your stuff. Right. Now, just yeah. curious, because I, I know you your operation does done for you on a very limited basis depending on on things work was this specific situation a done for you or was this more of a of a consulting overseeing situation with them that situation was done for you and they fit a very well within what we look for because we do like to nurture audiences we do like to run our ad strategy in the done for you side and what we teach on the done with you side as a very video heavy content driven nurture your audience build a relationship build fans build evangelists and and drive purchases for the long term mm. and so out of that ha- being either being willing to create content or having a lot of content created is really a requirement for us on the done for you side, because for us to be successful and be successful quickly, we, we need that to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, on the done with you side, one of the things that we'll, we will do is help guide you in creating the type of content that will help you really be successful. Um, we can do that on the done for you side, but it's just knowing that we won't be starting ads probably for a little while. All right. <laughs> So this is awesome. So I've kind of like poked at you a little bit and wanted to pull out, you know, the philosophy part of it, because I want people to understand an overall worldview and overall paradigm with which you or, or anyone can really attack this. Um, now that we've hopefully got that part set to, to go things a little bit deeper, because we talk about, you know, uh, you know, content, like what is a good example for people listening unfairly to you, not knowing their specific industry, but how would you execute on that content? Is it YouTube? Is it Facebook? Like what is good, something good that might guide people right now who are just getting there, dipping their toe in the pool and want to get a better understanding on how they can really make fans out of their audience through the execution and delivery of their content. Totally. So there's several, there's several ways that you can go about this. I personally really like um, a lot of the information, there's three people I follow actually that I, I will highly recommend anyone follow and I'll give you a little bit of what they recommend to create really good content that you can then use in paid advertising that will make the world of difference. Mm-hmm. So um, Molly Mahoney, who focuses on our organic live, she just is brilliant and has a really strong methodology that is focused on both 
building your audience, but making sales. And that's the piece that so many people miss when they're, when they're creating content is they often don't make the ask and they wonder why they're not getting anything out of the content that they're creating. And that, so that's a core piece. And I love the way Molly teaches that she's one of the people we often recommend people go to if they need, if they want guidance in specifically creating content and organic content. So then beyond that, on the paid side, Kurt Molly is my main mentor. His strategy, the belt method is what we use for all of our clients and kill it. And so he talks a lot about different ways to create content specifically for paid ads. So if you're looking to do it yourself, um, I ha- I'll have a link on, on the page that I'll provide for you guys at inspiredfocusdigital.com slash traction. That'll also have a whole entire list of ways to create content. Mm. Um, but so if you're looking for actual guidance through that, that that's where I would want to go for you because that he is just like brilliant in talking about how to do ads and sell well. And so one of the things he talks about that fits with what Molly talks about as well is Digging into the FAQs, so what are the frequently asked questions that your existing customers are at, like always asking you, and create a piece of content for every single one of those, walking people through it. Mm. So then you have ten, maybe twenty pieces of content that you can talk about and help people understand the things that they're already thinking in their head when they're seeing your product or they're thinking about buying their product. Um, the next one is the 10 questions or so that people should be asking that are going to speak to those benefits and the, and the things that actually are going to make a difference in, in your life. So those potentially 20 pieces of content can take you so far. You could probably do that one time and be set for six months. Mm. Uh, and then beyond that, doing about five pieces that are digging into your, to the why to why you started your business, why you serve the customers you do, why you care about helping, you know, the dolphins or whatever, if you have a charity partner, those pieces that really kind of show the personality of your business, of who you are and humanize your brand in a deeper way. They are amazing pieces that add color to your advertising or to your organic content in a way that really makes a difference. Wow. It's so, it was so really, it's interesting to hear you describe these, these tips here. And even that first one, you know, about like with the questions, I immediately went into my head and how I've got like the YouTube channel that's promoting the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. And one thing I've been doing because I get so many emails from readers of that book and sometimes they'll, they'll come in. Most of them are like, fortunately success stories, but a couple of them will be like questions. And I write back and I answer thoroughly, but then I also kind of like put it in my little archive because that's going to be a YouTube video. Cause I figured like you're saying, if that person had that question about that, if that wasn't clarified, that probably means there's a lot of other people that aren't even being brave enough to ask. So those questions that come in are valuable because they're not just representing the person who brought, wrote in with them. They're representing the silent majority that never even thought they can get the answer and never even bothered, but would have loved it if you do bother to answer it for them. Absolutely. And here's the thing that I think is really interesting is that for 
for services or for coaching, those kinds of things, it's, we can think about creating a live video and addressing those kinds of, of needs. What people miss is that you can do this for product brands. Like a lot of times people who have physical products are thinking about, you know, their product benefits or the technicalities of the product or what it's made of, those kinds of things. And they're, they're almost afraid to get a little bit more personal and talk about, get on camera and do a live video and talk about these pieces that, that people are asking the questions about. They are asking the questions about why to buy a certain product or does it work this way or um, how is it going to break? What are the things that people are, are thinking about that are maybe even objections or they're going to ask questions about, about your physical products? You can do the same thing and it works. But we have a tendency with products to get really stuck in the, in just the benefits piece and just the technicalities piece of, of what the product is and not into like a little bit deeper information. Cool. Love it. So quick question popped into mind regarding like what you do with your agency. Like what is your favorite, um, I don't say activity, but what is the favorite service that you really dive into that gives you the most fulfillment, that you see the most return on your investment, whether it's emotional time, money, whatever, like what's the part that really kind of, you know, sings to you and makes you really happy that you're doing that business? Well, there's probably two parts. Me personally, I, I actually love to teach. I love to see people be really successful. So in that way, the consulting side and really working with businesses to up level is is something that makes me personally sing, but looking at the business as a whole and what we do for clients, um, the way that we see brand growth by creating not just return on ad spend, but a halo effect of overall growth and trust of the brand through Facebook ads is so rewarding because you actually see lives change when revenue grows. Mm. So, you know, I, I think I get to see that when I consult, but I also get to see it when we just see the results and, and we see the growth that people experience um, by by being a little bit open-minded and doing things a little bit differently. And that has made all the difference for me, especially in the last year that we have focused on a strategy that really incorporates both brand and performance in a way that that does create that halo effect that does create long-term brand evangelists that creates something that you can actually create kind of a legacy from and not just be focused on making sales today. Mm -hmm. Cool. So based on your experience on what you've seen, how you advise people, what is the most frequent and highest impact advice or fix that you end up having to give your clients that they normally don't even spot as wrong? Like what's the thing that most people don't even realize is broken that listeners right now might not realize is broken in their business that if they looked at, maybe it'll fix things for them right away. So the number one thing that I would say for, for specifically related to Facebook advertising, because that is such the core of our business and what we do across so many different types of product-based businesses, the biggest thing that makes the difference is that even if you are already successful and you're seeing a good return on your ad spend, more than likely you're leaving a ton of money on the table. And there's two ways you're doing that. 
One, you're only focused on direct response ads. So you're only doing purchase conversion ads for the most part, or if you're, if you're doing lead generation, only lead gen ads. So focusing on conversion. The reality is the majority of us don't make a purchase decision or a lead decision the very first time we're seeing something or the second time or even the third time. I, I really encourage everyone when I'm talking to them to, to try and take a step back for a little while and see how you're interacting with advertising online. We all, a lot of us say we were not susceptible to it and that's really just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is we're probably seeing something seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times before we're making any kind of buying decision. And if we're only focusing on this little piece of the pie that the algorithms say this person's going to purchase right now, you're leaving this massive pool of potential customers that will actually drive your growth. Mm. So we use a dollar a day method through video view ads. It's a, it's a Kurt Malley's belt method cross between Dennis Yee's dollar a day method to really nurture and build those audiences and drive audiences in a really, really inexpensive way. But what we see is over time, return on ad spend massively increases, but you see the, also the halo effect of just overall growth on a store. Yeah, you've got to plant those seeds. Yeah, and so you're, you're really hitting so many more people and you're gathering so much more potential of really high intent people. Um, so that, that to me is what I see very frequently is even if you're successful, even if you have successful ad campaigns and you're seeing some growth there, you are leaving so much money on the table. Mm-hmm. And then I would say the next step down would be that um, a shocking amount of stores that I talk to and I look at and I audit do not have really strong email nurture campaigns. So you're driving all this traffic, you're getting all, you're spending all this money to get people there. And the reality is 97% of people on average leave the site without making any purchase decisions. So what are you doing to capture those people? And then what are you doing to nurture and make long-term fans that you don't have to pay for and and repeat purchases? So Mm. having a really strong welcome series that humanizes and connects um, a really strong abandoned cart series, at least three, if not five at a minimum follow-ups um, a re-engagement series and a repurchase series. Those, those ones are foundational to me. And then a VIP series to really honor the people who are those long-term people that are buying multiple times that are spending a lot of money with you. So I would say those two areas, most companies are leaving a lot of money on the table by not doing. And, you know, to paraphrase another way of putting it is I think people don't realize they don't know what they don't know. And they don't realize that they most likely have a distorted view over how people are actually consuming their content in terms of frequency, in terms of impact and all those things. So it's, it's really important to understand that their perception of the way the content is being viewed and how often the sales message is being heard doesn't really line up or match with the reality of how the potential customer or the prospect is actually receiving that information. Totally. We, we want people to, to see our stuff and buy it right away. And the reality is we're all humans and that, you know, we're treating so often with paid ads, we're treating people like sheep mm. and 
for not respecting their humanness and the journeys that they need to take to get to you and become not only a customer, but a fan. Yeah. And the funny thing about that is, you know, it's, it's very easy, not even as, as a being a bad person, but it's very easy to kind of fall into the trap of, let me just reverse engineer the psychological process and get this person to pull their wallet out where ironically, if you actually treat them like a person, like a human, you take that into account, they'll be pulling their wallet out more often in a much wider. So the strategy is to actually care about them because that's ironically what's really going to help you. Yeah. And that loops back to what is the kind of content that they actually need to be successful with whatever you're selling. Yeah. I love it. So like I said at the the beginning of of our talk here or the beginning of the recorded talk, like there are so many different pieces that we wanted to hit on and um, we're going to give the audience a a cool link. We'll talk about that in a sec, but before we get there um, in terms of the stuff that you wanted to cover, was there any like really grand important point or piece of insider advice that I haven't hit on yet that you think is really important to share with my audience, given the topic that we're on right here? Oh my gosh. I mean, one, I've already greatly enjoyed this conversation. I think it's been awesome. You know, I, I think one thing that really relates to so much of what you talk about in kind of shattering the, shattering the mold and being, taking steps to be different is like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and be authentic. And that speaks to exactly what we just said. The authenticity honors the humanness and the potential customer. So providing that value and being super authentic about who you are is so different than what so many brands do. And I find over and over the ones that are willing to do that and, and bring that out and in their advertising, in their content, in the things that they talk about publicly tend to make the biggest strides in growth for the long term. So, mm. you know, I think that's that to me makes such a huge difference in everything you do and can help you grow in a way that otherwise is really hard. For me personally, I think I learned that by by failing, by losing my life savings from previous companies and, and then trying to see how I can connect on a deeper level and taking that to other, other companies I worked for and now other companies I'm serving. So that would probably be one of the biggest things that I think is important to touch on and feeds to all of those other pieces in some way or another. Cool. Well, in the, in the spirit of, of integrity and in the spirit of, you know, value giving, Getting back to it, I understand you've got a cool link that's going to give value to the audience. If you could tell me what that is, please, and what they have to look forward to when they go to it. Yeah, so inspiredfocusdigital.com slash attraction, and that is going to be specifically for your listeners. And what I have in there is an outline of those types of pieces of content that you can um, create and, and use that will then really be able to be used for touching all of those other people that you're not talking to in ways that will make them fans and evangelists of your brand. Mm. Um, also on that page, you'll be able to either make the choice of going to learn to do this content yourself or booking a call with me. And we can talk about, your strategy, what that could look like, 
our done for you services if you're a good fit. And also some of the consulting we do to teach internal brands how to take it to the next level, take their advertising to the next level and their content to the next level. Sweet. I love it. Um, so I'm also going to put that link that you're giving me. That'll be in the show notes on the main page at shatteredandmoldpodcast.com. That way people check it out. Thank you in advance for doing that. I mean, just for people listening, I, I try really hard to, to vet my guests and I try really hard to only bring experts that have a, a really, you know, a high pedigree um, in terms of their, their level of insight and their level of expertise. And I know that you, Jamie, are one of those people. So I know that we're going to be sending the audience something like really cool at that link. So thank you for that. And, yeah. um, you know, I guess the last thing I'll ask you as we close things out, you know, because again, we, we talked about advice for people from a business perspective and you've also, you know, all of us, we've had bumps and bruises in our own life. If you can go back in time to the Jamie from 10, 15, 20 years ago, what's the number one piece of advice you would give her to help her navigate the waters ahead to this point now? Um, faith, just having faith that everything that you're going through and learning is going to lead you to a life that you actually didn't imagine in the first place. It's certainly gotten me where I am now. And I've achieved so many of the goals I set out to achieve that I'm now in a place of having to have faith that whatever is next is so much greater and so much grander than I imagined when I started my first business at delivering groceries to mountain condos for vacation rentals <laughs> almost 20 years ago. So, you know, knowing that every single step leads to something bigger and having that faith is probably the, the biggest lesson that I've learned over the last 20 years. Awesome. Jamie O'Connor, it's been a true pleasure and joy. Thanks so much for dropping over here, dropping some insight bombs and, and really just contributing to the, the knowledge and the expertise that my audience will be able to take with them into the holiday season and the year ahead. Thank you so much. It has been awesome chatting with you. Thank you so much one more time, uh, Jamie. Really appreciate your insight. Guys, if you like that interview, by all means, please pull out your phone, leave a quick, honest, written review. And if you haven't done so already, now is a good time to, of course, make sure you have subscribed to the uh, podcast as well. In any case, I've got a lot of awesome guests on the way, so you'll want to stay tuned in the next few days and, of course, the next few weeks. Um, sit tight. They may be coming sooner than you think. But with that, I'll leave you to the rest of your day. Wishing you a good one, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.